like, dude, I went through a freaking identity crisis, you know, like God doesn't call us to coward, to, you know, adversity. Cause maybe one day, maybe one person in that room will look at me and like, man, like Gavin's different. Welcome back to the Thanks Coach Podcast, where once again we'll talk about the lessons learned from life's many coaches. Today I'm joined by my buddy Gavin DeWitt. Gavin was a wrestler at Iowa State University and also at Maryville University, but I know Gavin best for being a little ball of energy all of the time. I hope you enjoy listening to Gavin talk about a couple of his coaches that have made tremendous impacts on his life what he's learned going through the college recruiting and wrestling process and his lessons learned from a career ending injury and surgery. Without further ado, here we go with Gavin. Yo, what up, dude? Dude, what's going on? <laughs> uh, good to see you again. Um, gosh, yeah, what's, same, bro. what's it been like three or four years, right? Maybe, maybe three. I don't know, dude. Time is a con is a concept these days. You don't even know you don't even know what is going on. So let's, let's I don't know, like maybe two years, I think. When we when did when did you start at Iowa State? So the summer of twenty sixteen. But I didn't come to know Christ until like the winter of twenty sixteen. So that so we, we got Yeah. We wouldn't have met until my spring of 2017 cool so i i came summer 2015 so i was yeah. here you um gosh so that would have been 20 <laughs> like three four years ago and then yeah, dude. you were you were there two years right i was yeah a year and a half two years yeah yeah, yeah. So then, summer semesters. yeah so then you would have left after that and we wouldn't have huh um yeah, so for, for our listeners, I was – well, at that point, I was running track at Iowa State. You came there to wrestle. Yeah. Uh, and then, like you say, you said, um, you came to know Christ, and that's how we all kind of got hooked up. Um, we'll come back to that. Um, but let's, let's go back to, to high school. Um, give us just a rundown of where you're from. Um, talk through the high school years, what you did back then um sports and whatnot give us some wrestling credentials from back then all that jazz yeah uh so i kind of grew up in a smaller town our biggest like claim to fame is that we have a lambert's cafe which is like kind of a big deal if you're from missouri <laughs> but um if you if no one if you're from missouri and you don't know what lambert's is then you you don't know where ozark is and no Every time I say, like, oh, I'm from Ozark, Missouri, they're like, oh, that's cool. I love that show. But actually, like, <laughs> Ozark, Missouri is two and a half to three hours south of Lake of the Ozarks. Yep. And Ozark, Missouri, the town, is different than the Ozarks. And then the Ozarks is different from Lake of the Ozarks. So southwest Missouri really needs to step their game up and <laughs> naming, naming geographical locations. 
yeah, so I grew up in a small town. Um, my freshman year, I had like these like these role models that were two undefeated state champs and uh, John O's and Cody Lindsay and they were superstars. I like thought that they were invincible at one point. And I was not invincible. <laughs> I was kind of a train wreck. I didn't know who I was. I was really insecure, but kind of like had to act like I was a Tommy tough guy and really just really just struggled with like identity problem. And I remember I went, Oh, and two at districts and that like woke me up and I was like, man, I'm not as good as I thought I was because like I would put myself on the same pedestal as Cody and John. And I was not even close to like holding the candle to them. And then ever since then, like I had a coach that invested in me, which is a big reason why I wanted to get this podcast was just to talk about my high school coach and my college coach, but they really invest, like he really invested in me. His name is Jesse Zygan. And, and he is like, we'll talk more about him later, but he's awesome. He invested in me so much that I ended up taking third as a sophomore, third as a junior, and I took second as a senior. But my senior year, I transferred to a brand new high school because my dad got a job promotion. Right. But also Jesse left, um, or Coach Zygan, whatever you want to call him. Coach Zygan <laughs> left to go to St. Louis. And then whenever I transferred to Maryville, I actually lived with Coach Zygan and his wife and his kids for a year and a half. That's so right. is, Yeah, it was a huge blessing. And it was, it was just so good. But in Jeff City, <clears throat> I took second. And then I think I was committed to Iowa State before I even – moved to Jeff City I'm pretty sure I was I'm not sure but ended up going to Iowa State after that nice um gosh I don't I mean this is total shot at the dark if you even know this name um I forget his first name uh but last name Bradshaw was a Missouri kid um and then moved to Iowa he might have been your age he might have been a year older um I have to hear a first name and like know where he's from. If you were like, oh, he's from Kansas City, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like I have no idea. Um, I remember because he he was in a, a school close to me in Iowa, um, and we were hearing all the rumors about him. Like, oh, he was this like stud down in Missouri, like state champ, all this. I don't know if any of that was actually true, um, but this is like yeah. what I was talking about before I wrestled. And I'm like, whatever, guys, <laughs> I got him. Uh, do kick my butt like every time we wrestled yeah. I was finally getting close to him by the end but I mean he was the real deal um yeah right sure. with Iowa State um you came in that same year with like Ian Kane and yeah the, group. the, the boys the yeah boys. oh man yeah um, <laughs> so then good time so you um you how talk me through um how how we got hooked up was it who who was the one that that brought you to christ what what did that all look like for you uh well how we got hooked up is a lot different than how he like came to christ but you and i got hooked up through the man the myth and the legend Derek and trey yep you know uh so after i had it planned up for today so after this i'm reaching out to both of them i'm gonna try and get a podcast both of them at the same time um, Dude, I feel like whenever I was listening to the, you interview Suze, yeah, like 
she mentioned that too. And like, I literally was in my car driving. I just started smiling. I was like, how many people have those dudes affected? You know, like having big time flashbacks. Yeah. So yeah, they got you hooked up. Yeah. But I think we might've, were you in their connection group? Um, yeah, at that point I would have. Um, so I, so Derek pulled me in, um, like right about the same, the, after the first semester of my freshman year, um, okay. he was like, Hey man, you're coming to my connection group on Tuesday. And I was like, okay, cool. Got it. Like, I got no idea what's going on. So yeah, by, yeah. by the time you would have been there, I was, I was hooked up with them. Good. Yeah. So I'm, I think I met you there first then. And then we got closer to like FCA yeah. through like Gwen and Suze and Alexis oh, and crew, just man. some awesome people. <laughs> I like I I always think about that and like I feel like I talk about it at least once a month with like Ian or whoever, but dude, we were so blessed with just some awesome people. We had awesome dudes, yeah. Um, okay, so talk me through so for for the people that don't know, Derek and Trey were track athletes. Derek was a four hundred hurdler, Trey was a jab thrower. Um at that time when you came in, I think they would have been seniors. Yeah, they were in their last year. Yeah. Um, so talk through, and this is just like a general, like college athletics. Um, you're a wrestler. They're track dudes. I mean, obviously, everyone kind of overlaps a little bit. Um, but how did how did that work out for them um, to get a hold of you? You guys get to talking about something like that. Um, I And this is my personal opinion. Uh, me and Rachel were talking about this the other night, that, like, wrestlers were just, like, the most intimidating athletes on campus. Like, yeah, I'm built like a, uh, I'm built like a refrigerator door. So I don't know if that really yeah. applies to me, but like, I mean, like, and I guess I played football for years. So like football guys didn't freak me out that much. Like, yeah. Everyone sort of viewed them as gods too. I was like, whatever. Like, that's just like the other dudes, but like wrestlers yeah. like, man, those dudes are tough, scary SOBs. I can probably honestly speak for everyone that's ever seen me, like not through a camera or even through a camera, but like, that does not apply to me at all. <laughs> like they look at me and like, oh, he wrestles, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. So how did? But how, I how, I ended up getting hooked up with Derek and Trey through um. I don't know how I got hooked up with Trey. I think I'm for sure I met Derek first. Yeah. But I got hooked up in their connection group because of Cody Klein, who ended up baptizing me and like introducing me who like Jesus was. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, these guys are athletes. They have an athlete-only connection group. You should go um, You should go tonight. And I was like, man, all right. And I found out that Ian was in it. And I was like, oh, heck, yeah. Like, I've talked to Ian about this stuff before. Like, this is going to be awesome. And then I met Derek and Trey. And I was like, like, together and how they ran like a group. And I was like, gummit, I love this place, you know. <laughs> but I remember the first time, like, and I always text Eric and like remind him this because it's like so thank I'm so thankful for it. But um, Derek was like the first person that I ever saw Jesus in, and it was like so beautiful. Like growing up, I had a bad taste of religion religion in my mouth, and whenever like I'll never forget the conversation. Like we were walking to the locker room, where like he was walking to the, to it, and I was walking away from it because we share a locker room. Mm-hmm. we track or we shared a locker room track but um he was like hey man are you gavin and i was like yeah what's up and he was like i'm Derek. i've heard about you you should go get coffee sometime and like i i 
I think I was having a bad day. I felt like I had a lot of bad days and like back then before I knew Jesus and I handled it like really poorly. But I remember like just like the genuineness in his voice and like how like ah, just the genuineness in his voice. I was like, man, there's something different about that guy, you know? Mm. So that was like my first introduction with Derek. It was either Derek or Trey. I'm pretty sure it was Derek though. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, both the guys would have done it, you know, like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. They were just both so awesome. Um, I think Derek was a little bit more outgoing than Trey was. Um, yeah. But I think that's what their, their duo was so perfect with. They just played off each other and they were best friends and you could see that. Oh yeah, dude. Awesome. Yeah. Um, it was so cool at Ian's wedding. Um, it was like me, Ryan, Briar, Kanan, Derek and Trey, and there was one more. Scott's Muda, but Scott wasn't yeah. in our connection group. But it was like, I don't know, it was so cool. He uh, might have been. Yeah, it might come a couple times. Gosh, dang man, I'm just having flashbacks all the times now. Um, yeah, dude, it was so good. We were like, what's okay? So this is great. So you're married now. Yeah, man. Ian's married now, right? Mm, yeah. That's crazy. Um, I yeah, dude. Kanan's engaged. Dang. I was at both Derek yeah. and Trey's weddings. I was, ugh. Man, yeah. I, I got to get going or something. Step <laughs> up, man. Come on. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, every single person I've had on here is, like, generally around my age, but all of them are either engaged or married now. And I was like, y'all need to cut that out. You're freaking me out a little bit man yeah man um oh that's awesome um okay so let's talk quick about um transition from iowa state to maryville um just kind of i mean you don't have to go into a ton of detail about it all but just what what led to that decision um i remember having the conversations about it like it was the other yeah, day man. Um, but just what, what led into that decision, what the transfer was like, um, we'll get into Maryville a little bit more, but just go through that. Cause I, cause I went through that whole process too. Um, yeah. and I know like in this day and age, I feel like just because of the way the news is like people that follow college sports, um, transfers seem so common. Yeah. Almost like, like we are like a professional sports league or something like that. You're just jumping from team to team, looking for the best opportunity, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think what a lot of people fall in that miss is that a lot of times it's not people looking for the best opportunity. It's not always a selfish decision like that. Um, yeah. And that a lot of people don't want to do it. Um, and, I, and I'm just speaking for myself. Yeah, I don't know if that was your thought process at all, but um it's not always this glamorous, like, I'm going to go find a new place to start. I'm going to go be the star somewhere. Um, this place is going to pay me under the table, or this place has more scholarship money, any of that. A lot of times, it, you're leaving a lot of really close friends behind. You're leaving yeah, man. I mean, a lot of stuff like that. Um, yeah, so talk, talk, what was that experience like? <clears throat> yeah, so, firstly, like, I think that, I think there's a lot of things that can be fixed about like, college recruiting. Like, you're asking an 18-year-old kid to pick where they want to go, you know. But that's, like, another topic, I guess. But for me, man, I was, like, just an egotistical kid that was D1 or bust from a small town Missouri that wanted to put Ozark, Missouri on the map, you know. But 
like I've actually like thought about this a lot and the more I get outside of wrestling, the more I realize that like, I would just in it for myself, you know? And like mm. when you're broken and you don't know Jesus, like coming out of high school and then you come to know Jesus and like you see your brokenness and you see your flaws. Like that's just like such a weak crutch to lie on. And like, man, like I know you, can speak to this too but like i was in so bad place because i felt about it every week for like a couple months now i don't think we did but it just like i was in such a bad place like mentally because like i was putting myself in tons of debt because i was like that kid that was like oh i'm gonna i'll go to school as a walk on and i'll earn money you know and like I was willing to sacrifice my future family's well-being for like my own ego and pride, you know, like the deeper I got in the relationship with Jesus, like I realized that man, like this is so silly. And like, I was just, yeah, I just wasn't happy. Cause like, I realized that I wasn't in a good situation. And like you said, man, like it's so hard leaving your friends. And I left my, my now wife, we did two years of long distance before we got married and, man, like that, like that ate at me a lot whenever it first happened, because it was like, I made the decision to leave, you know, like mm. I could have stayed there. I could have tried to get, um, you know, like whatever, but just one of those things where it's just like, man, like at what cost, yeah. you know? Mm. Yeah. Dang. And uh, like a lot of people, sorry, but a lot of people like, I don't know. It's hard for me to say like, Oh, I, re I regret going to Iowa state because there's not a chance that I do. Yeah. You know, like if I was $200,000 in debt right now, I think there would be a chance that I'd regret it. But like the people I met, dude, I came to know Jesus. Like mm. I met my wife, you know, like you can't put a price tag on that, you mm. know? Yeah. So it's just, yeah. Yeah. I'm super thankful for my experience. At Iowa state. Heck yeah. Um, man, I don't think people get it when I talk about it and I could totally be biased, but, and I mean, cause I'm from Ames, I'm an Iowa kid, but the people different are just different, man. Different. It's that Ames tap water. Something's going on. Different, man. bro. It's in the air or something. Oh, it was crazy. Awesome. I, yeah. I mean, I was there for almost 10 years and every minute of it, I appreciate so much. Um, yeah, bro. All right. So side question before we get into Maryville. What is up with wrestlers and gymnasts? Dude, I don't know, but I'm so happy that what, you... <laughs> what is that all? I don't know. Because that's I a great like question. Minutes, man. Like those two teams were just like like just Well, I think honestly, like I'm obviously biased because I was a wrestler, my wife was a gymnast, but like I feel like those sports are the hardest sports ever. You know? Like Yep. I mean, even if like women wrestling, men gymnastics, it's just so hard. And like, I actually fell more in love with Kelly whenever like I would have to cancel because I was tired or like if we were going on a date or whatever and like I had to cancel because I was tired from practice or like whatever. And then, or she was like, Hey, I should get home from a long practice, whatever, you know, like mm. it was like, Oh, you get it. You yeah. know? Cause like, dude, people don't know really? until they know, but like, College gymnasts, I have so much respect for college gymnasts, partly because I married one, but yeah. also because, like, they put 
so much time into it and it's unbelievable yeah like kelly would text me at two and be like hey i'm going to practice and then one text is like seven i'm just like what the heck yep it's amazing um yeah so so i wrestled obviously not at la- that level but i could have i hated wrestling because it was that hard I mean, that was, <laughs> and, and I loved it for the same reason, but I, I always knew that that was like the subtle reason why I hate it was because it demanded so much more of me than any other sport did. Yeah. See, people moment. like you and Ryan Parslow like frustrate me because I was only good at wrestling. <laughs> like you guys have, are so athletic and so just <laughs> oh, man. gifted yeah. that it's just like, ah, you know what? I don't want to play track anymore. I'm going to go play track. I'm going to run track. And then you're like, eh, you know what? I don't want to run track anymore. I'm going to go wrestle. <laughs> like, so, and so now um, I'm actually a gymnastics coach. In no, you're sport. not. Um, <laughs> I, I say gymnastics. No way. I coach two through five-year-olds. Oh, I don't think that counts at all but no it counts it's on the resume it, so i'm around like the gym and i see the older kids coming in and a lot of the people there were gymnasts all through high school and some college people and whatnot but just hearing the stories about it i could totally see that same thing that like it makes sense that those two sports are so linked up because it's yeah man it just takes so much more it's crazy yeah man um yeah <laughs> that is funny though that that's what i ended up doing right now um, <laughs> so so moved to Maryville, wrestling there. Um, so before we'll go back to your high school coach in a minute, living with him. Um, yeah. So your new college coach, you you said was a big part of your life. Um, oh yeah. What what made him special? What did he just make that move so easy for you? Did he impact your life? What was that about? Yeah. So so. A little background on Coach Jenny before I talk about, like, his character. I'll say, like, his credentials. Um, he has, like – he is a legend in college wrestling. He was the head coach for University of Nebraska-Omaha, won seven national titles there, has coached multiple national champions, multiple All-Americans. Um, he actually has, like, the two of the top three. So, he has one and three – or how do I how say this? First and third – NCAA Division II record for amount of team points scored. Wow. And then, like, I think, like, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, like, are also UNO. Jeez. And, yeah, it's crazy. He's a legend. He's amazing. And um, so back to, like, the story of Maryville. I went to a visit at a school that was near my hometown. It was in Springfield, Missouri, which is, like, 20 miles north, 15 miles north of Ozark. Yep. And I – I loved it. I liked it. And <clears throat> I remember like driving back and I was kind of frustrated that I was going to Maryville, like for another visit. Cause I had to make a decision within a week Yeah. for me to be able to, I thought I was going to be able to keep my eligibility, but it turned out not working out or whatever. But so I had to make a week decision and I was like kind of frustrated. I was like, man, like I know I'm going to a jury. Like, why am I going to Maryville right now? And whenever I got there, and, like, I talked to Coach Denny for the first time in person. Like, it, like, gives me chills. Like, he, like, pulled me. I can go to the exact spot on campus where he, like, stood me. He was, like, seven years ago, I felt called by God to come here and coach. 
And I was like, all right, where do I sign? Let's go. <laughs> like, Wyatt and everyone else listening, he is the definition of a passionate leader that is on a mission to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Mm. Like, he loves, he's been coaching for 53 years. He has all the accolades under his belt. Like, I remember a couple of years ago, and maybe even last year, whenever we would, like, lose a duel or whatever, he would be so frustrated. Not, he, like, he'd be like, you think I want to do this for my resume? I don't, I want you guys to have this. Mm. And, like, those words were so, like, painful to hear because, like, you knew he meant it. Mm-hmm. You know, and he, like, he's been married to his wife for 53 years, uh, Bonnie. She is, we call her Mrs. Coach sometimes because he goes by coach. I even hear Bonnie call him coach and it's yeah. hilarious. It's awesome. And he like has a presence on campus and everyone's like, oh, hey, coach. You know, like That's awesome. he's just known as a coach. Yeah. And whenever like we talk about like, coach, when are you going to retire? He's like, ah, oh. it's always just so like, I just hope that like one day, like I'm as passionate about like what God is in store for me, you know, like. Hmm. just like hearing about how he talks about it dude it just always gets me like so emotional because it's just like god like i want that passion you know but he's like <clears throat> you know i'll stop coaching whenever i feel like god's not like god doesn't want me to do anymore and yeah. it's just like he wakes up early every morning goes for a walk and a run with his wife like 73 years old just crushing it that's awesome and like you can just he's touched so many people it's crazy. He spoke in my, he spoke in my wedding. He said a prayer over the meal and, oh, he's just so awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Obviously that was just perfect. God place fit for you there. Um, yeah. And then you said you ended up living with your high school coach while you were there. Yeah. Talk about perfect. Um, yeah. It so was so about, good, dude. Talk about, so high school coach. Um, so coach Zygen. Back in high school and then, and then living with him. Yeah. So Coach Zygen, uh, my junior year, he ended up like he, he his wife and she ended up starting a yoga studio up here in St. Louis. It's really successful. And um they were like doing long distance while they had a son. Yeah. And it was just like I'll never forget the con like I will never forget the conversation that he like pulled aside me like we sat together at lunch every day <laughs> like everyone just knew like oh jesse and gavin are super close or coach zygon and gavin are super close you know yeah. but like jesse will always say that like i wouldn't let him not be close to me mm. you know mm-hmm. and he was like he pulled me to the side he's like hey man like i gotta go and i was like what do you mean He's like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I got to go be my family. And, like, oh, dude, it, it was just so, like, raw and emotional. And it was, like, one of my favorite moments we shared together because it was, like, I'm, like, saying see you to my best friend, you know? Yeah. And <clears throat> so then fast forward, he moves to St. Louis. And then I come down here, and he's like, dude, you should live with me and Melissa. And I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah. And I end up living with them, and they, like, saved me a ton of money and we're so graceful and just awesome 
landlords and roommates and friends and whatever, you know? Yeah. But yeah, gosh. Yeah. They're the Zygons are will always and always will have a special place in my heart and like always will be in my heart, you know? Mm, yeah. So cool. Um, so, so what, what are you up to now? Um, so you went through that, you had, so I, I guess let me backtrack. So you go to Maryville wrestling there, living with them. Um, you were telling me earlier about end up having surgery on your neck. Yeah. I had to retire. Um, talk about that. Um, well, first just explain what, what happened there. Um, what led to yeah, this? So I, uh, had a lot of injuries. I was always played with them and it just didn't make sense. Yep. And, um, had a lot of conversation with God about like, why are you doing this? You know? And I actually had like six concussions. So I had to wear one of those like special headgears that have like a pad on the forehead or whatever. And when I was wrestling my assistant coach Keenan at the time, he like bumped me forward, but my head was on the mat. Like we were doing a live match and mm-hmm. he like bumped me forward and like my head stayed in the same spot, but like my body rolled over it. Mm. And like, I remember my neck, like I felt like all my air got taken out of me. and I was like laying there and he's like are you all right and I was like yeah I'm good like we'll finish and like we ended up finishing the match and then like the next day I literally like I couldn't move my neck either way it was the tightest I've ever been and I was like man like this is not right yeah and we ended up going to their team retreat that weekend and that's like one of the most fun weekends ever yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'll I'll go. And we played football. And I remember like I was like running around like a robot trying to catch footballs over my shoulder and stuff. It was worth it. We won. <laughs> I actually don't know if we won, but it was so much fun. And then like I got back and I was like, Max, my trainer, I was like, Max, like something is wrong. And he was like, All right. So we started like icing it and heating it and all this stuff. And I was like, Oh, I feel better. So I started wrestling again. And then I shot a double leg. Yeah. And like the person I was wrestling, their leg was like on my neck. I landed on it and my entire arm went numb. And I was like, okay, this is not good. Yeah. And I was like trying to shake it out. And like, it took like 30 seconds for my arm to get like feeling back. And I took my concern to my trainer and we ended up getting an, an x-ray. And like the doctor was like, it was such a mess. Cause like the doctor was like, yeah, you're good to go. Go ahead. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I, ended up warming up for a tournament and then the next day or like the monday he's like hey i made a mistake on the x-ray you're not okay i was like okay sounds good and then i got an mri and turned out i had two herniated discs in my neck and a um some neuroraminal stenosis which is like so like you're a bunch of like trauma it's like you have a bunch of like build up around your nerves and your foreman of your spine yeah yeah so that's like why my hand would go numb and stuff like that. But mm. dude, like I'm so thankful by the grace of God that like I had surgery when I had it because yeah. it was like March 6th. And then two weeks later, like all the elective surgery stopped happening in St. Louis. That's crazy. Yeah. So it was like wow. so good. Um, so just a random side story. My principal in high school was a college wrestler. I think he was at Oklahoma state. Um, Where'd you go to high school at? Gilbert. Just oh, okay. Names. Um, Billings was his last name. 
don't know if you know him. Um, maybe he was a stud, but so he, I mean, he just looked like the typical like older, like adult wrestler, but he had had neck problems and he had like yeah. a little scar on like the back of his head, but like people would like joke and make fun of him for it. Cause like, if he like, had to turn around, and talk to you, he had to turn his entire body and his neck just stayed like perfectly in line. Cause he, like, <laughs> yeah. It's, like really funny, but at the same time, like terrifying. Cause he would like turn around and stare at you with like that death stare and you're like, Oh God, Terminator is coming. Oh no. Um, yeah. I didn't have mine fused. I had two artificial discs put in my neck. Yeah. Right. Like they took my discs out. So like I got, you know, Oh yeah, I'm doing pretty good, range of motion wise. All right, so was would that have been your last year anyway, or did you have more? So I got injured October twenty nineteen. Yep. Yeah, twenty nineteen. And wait, yeah, October twenty nineteen had surgery March sixth. Yep. Twenty twenty. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure, right? And then, um, so I was gonna get an extra year for medical redshirt, mm-hmm. so I would have had two years left. Gotcha. Um, yeah, if I would have competed last year, I still would have this season. Yeah. And then one. Yeah. So two. Gotcha. What? So obviously that getting cut short. You transferred to come and you transferred there to wrestle. Um, yeah. Made that decision for other reasons as well, but. Obviously, that wasn't your plan to come there and then not get to wrestle. Yeah, man. But then it leads to you're married now. You're you're moving on. Um, what does that What does that look like from a disappointment standpoint? Um, as a blessing, how did how how did you take that period of of recovery and realizing like, hey, this is done. What's next? Who am I now? Yeah. Um, talk about that. Yeah, man. So. I'll be the first to recognize that like there's still a small part of me that's like bitter about my situation, but like first and foremost, like I want, I don't want it to like paint a picture that like people are like, Oh man, he had to figure it out from the get go. Like, dude, I went through a freaking identity crisis. Like I would get in random spurts of like anger at my roommates. And like, I was just in such a weird spot because like, I would see Kelly and then she'd leave for like three weeks and we wouldn't see each other. And then like, I just, I don't know, man, like I was just in such a bad spot. I kept praying about it. And like a part of me was like praying like, God, this can't be real. But then also like a part of me was like, God, like I'm an optimist even before like I knew Christ, but like, I was just like, God, I'm so excited to see how you use me in this situation, you know? And like, yeah, like I still fully believe with a full season, like, I could have been a national champ. Like, I will always believe that, you know, but, like, God doesn't call us to coward, to, you know, adversity. So I know that, like, God put that in my life because maybe one day, maybe one day my story of, like, how I went to practice every single day and was smiling for my teammates and was, like, happy for my teammates and didn't miss a single meet. Like, I was there for my teammates. You know, like, as a teammate, not as a competitor. You know, like, maybe one person in that room will look at me and, like, man, like, Gavin's different. Just like I looked at Derek whenever he extended, like, a a hand. You know, like, so, like, I 
I hope that out of my adversity, someone can be like, man, like I want to know Jesus because Gavin knows Jesus, you know? Yeah. And yeah. not even for like my own personal glory, but just like, God, like I had a life full of not knowing Jesus and like the life of me knowing who Jesus was and what Jesus did for everyone. Like, and it's just more good. Oh yeah. Um, dang, it's also good. So, um, let's jump into three questions I've, I end them all with, um, and remember these in the, in the context of, um, so the idea of thanks coach with coach being anything in our lives doesn't yeah. have to be a person doesn't have to be an actual coach. Um, could be an event, could be a season in time, could be whatever. Um, yeah. So first question, what are you learning right now and who or what are you learning it from? Yeah, man, that's a really good question because I recently just got a full-time job yeah. in medical sales and I'm learning so much through like fire hoses but also like i'm learning what it takes to be a good husband to my wife mm. and like i'm definitely learning that for like my future family yeah you know like, i want to live a life that like my kids look at how much they like i love their mom that they're like man like daddy loves mommy but loves Jesus even more, you know? Um, and, like, that's really why I do a lot of things I do is, like, for my future family and, like, my current family now that me and Kelly are married, you know, like. And I'm just, like, learning that through the process of, like, it happening all at once, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm going to school full-time. I have a full-time job. I just got married. Like, <laughs> you got to learn to swim at some point. You know what I mean? Yep. But like, it's like, I'm like drowning, but like, I'm like coming up for breath every now and then. Like I see Jesus as like the lifeguard. And he's like, Hey, you can do this. I'm just like, all right, I can do this. So that's like, kind of like who I'm learning it from. And yeah. I have so many great role models of like what a good Christian marriage looks like. And um, yeah, just some great people that encourage us. That's awesome. Um, all right, next one. Who are you teaching and what are you teaching them? Oh man. <laughs> Honestly, like there's a kid who's a senior in high school and he's like, he's such a good friend to me. And like, I'm trying to teach him that like, dude, there's so much more to life than like personal glory when it comes to wrestling. Like, yeah. But also, like, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, like, I'm teaching my coworkers and, like, my team leads and our, my bosses and whatnot that, like, there's so much more to life than just making a dollar, you know? Like, and, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I would love to make a lot of money so that, like, I can tangibly, like, grow God's kingdom down here on earth but and be outrageously generous but like there's like a strong foundation behind that you know yeah like i'm just like hoping that like my favorite bible verse is matthew five sixteen, and it's like therefore let your light shine for others so you may give thanks and glorify your father who's in heaven and like i just pray that like i work 
I learn, I respect, and like I grind in a way that like someone sees me either in the workplace or whatever, and they're like, man, like I want to know what he knows, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, all right, last one, biggest one. Who has been your biggest coach in life? Man, <laughs> I've had a lot, and I've actually been thinking about like who I'd give a shout out to. And like, there's a lot. So I'm just going to like give like a little list of people. Go for it. But like, uh, coach Llewellyn, Ryan, um, coach Sean Kellis, mm. coach Ruben Waite, um, just coach Godfrey, coach Vivo, coach Downing. Like I have so many like little coaches that have played such a big part in my life, <clears throat> but and I've already talked about um, Coach Denny and Coach Zygen, but, like, I would be amiss to, like, not talk with my dad. Yeah. You know, like, my dad kind of, like, didn't have what I have mm. growing up. And, man, like, I'll never forget, like, oh, man. Like, it's, like, weird to think that, like, the last match my dad saw me wrestle, like, was my last match, you know? Yeah. But I know that he still loves me, like, regardless of anything I ever did or anything I didn't do. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, something that I always will publicly give praise to my dad is, like, he was my coach. And then there was a pivotal moment when he became a fan and my friend. Yeah. you know and i don't like i've i haven't like actively looked for it by any means but like i've never seen anyone do it the way my dad did it because like it was it was like hey let's let's go do this you know it was like hey like you want to go do this and like he was just such a good fan that like he made me want to be better and like i guess that's a way of coaching me you know for sure Cause like he recognized there was a point where like, I can't teach him anything. Like I already know he already knows everything I know about wrestling. Yeah. And then he kind of was just like, all right, go do your thing. You know? Yeah. And I would be, yeah, he's, he's awesome. I call him Curdy bird. He's a great guy. And my mom too. Yeah. They're just always coaching me about like life. But like I said, I'd be, I'd be ignorant not to mention my dad and like, the perfect role he played as a coach, friend, and fan all at the same time. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, right on, man. We got through a lot, a lot of awesome stuff. Um, yeah. Some time. Took us a while to figure this out, but we finally got here. Um, yeah, bro. And now my turn to say thanks, Coach, to you. Um, just for – oh, man, just the awe – authentically Gavin way you live life. Um, and it's, it's so perfect to hear the way you talk about everything tonight. Um, that Jesus is just at the center of it. Not Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Um, and it's cool for me because I was there when you started that journey, when you joined in with us. Yeah, dude, you were Um, at the beginning, bro. I was there. Um, and obviously I didn't see everything coming up to that point. Um, 
but I think we talked about and shared a lot of similarities and yeah, that and I mean specifically talk about Derek Dre whoever whoever it was that sort of pulled us along was like hey you're coming and we were like gosh dang it like all right <laughs> okay, take it easy. I didn't want to but I mean I can't say no now um, yeah yeah but it's so cool to just watch watch who you've become uh, thanks man and and the perspective that's given you on life um, yeah man and that's that's why I love doing this um and why I want to have so many more people on here because I know so many amazing people, but the stories you tell about your life and specifically the people who have impacted you so deeply. Um, I mean, that's why I, lo- I love having people on here because they talk about the most important people in their life that have impacted them in ways that no one else can. Um, yeah. It's a way to say thank you to them. It's a way to show that example to other people. Um, and it's just a way to celebrate um, living life and loving each other so that's it's so yeah, awesome when you talk about all that um thanks for coming on and yeah uh, man i just want to say one more thing after you kind of just said that and i yeah. think you did a great thing like you said it so well with like the effect that people have on you and like the effect you have on other people yep <clears throat> like first of all i want to thank you you know like after you thank me like dude you have always lived like been someone that just lived so boldly for christ that it's just like apparent and like i know like wherever you go like you're gonna be a light in people's lives and it's so cool dude like it's so cool like i would never have to question be like man like i wonder if why it's living a you know a jesus food life right now i wonder if he's like sharing the gospel with people you know like that's never been like a concern of mine (laughs) but my high school coach jesse said something to me and like, this is the reason why I want to get on here because like he was in my wedding. He's yeah. 38 years old. I'm 23 years old. Yeah. He's one of my best friends. Yeah. And like, dude, I remember I practiced my vows to Kelly on him. Yeah. And like, we like looked at each other, and he was like, "You can never win another match ever again." And he always told me that. And he's like, "I will love you the same." And I think like, you. That's ever had a coach that's influenced our life that like those are the people that have lasting impressions on us yep you know but i just also want to give jesse a final shout out because he's just the man like he didn't he doesn't have like the accolades under his belt by any means like he was a really stud of an mma really big stud of an mma fighter but like he is like the reason i'm successful all right quote unquote successful like I was successful quote yeah. unquote That's but cool. yeah dude I think him and I definitely have a unique situation and anyone that at Ozark that saw it would be like it's a little weird you know but like oh, yeah. <laughs> like why is this why is this high school kid following this grown man around like what's going on but me and Jesse were like all right we're friends now heck yeah oh right on um All right, guys, thanks again for listening. Thanks again for everyone reaching out to me about the podcast. Breaking news, we've reached the top of the charts on Apple Podcasts. I'm just kidding, but we do have seven ratings on there for five stars, so thank you, everyone, for doing that. Keep telling me what you like, what you don't like, sharing it with other people you think might want to listen to it, and be looking out for new episodes in the upcoming weeks as I've got two really awesome people lined up to be coming on here soon. We'll see you then.